Uh, you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah, I am. How's the weather there right now? It's sunny. Oh, it's man. blue skies. <laughs> okay, Vancouver always comes out on top, eh? Yeah, what's the weather like there? Uh, we get a little bit of sun. I'm in Toronto. We get a little bit of sun, but it, it you can start to feel the chill and you can feel that winter is coming. Yeah, you could probably wear shorts still. <laughs> I guess here. Yeah, uh, you you're big on shorts, eh? I am. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I did my research. Uh, I didn't have any sh- shorts questions prepared, but I figured uh, that seemed to be a consistent theme in your life. Do you have a favorite pair of shorts? I do actually. Um, High waisted white American apparel shorts. <laughs> okay, so uh, th- that's your jam, I guess. Whenever your birthday or Christmas comes up, that's what uh, the best thing to get you is those shorts. Well, just this year, um, my legs are really toned, so <laughs> people need to see them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you put the time and the effort in, you may as well like show it off a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you perform comedy in shorts or do you perform comedy in pants? There wasn't many shows this summer, so I guess pants. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think comedians should be allowed to wear shorts on stage. You know, you know, there's like that, there's like that weird rule where you're not supposed to wear shorts on stage. Yeah, right. But it's mostly for men. But do you think it would affect your your material? Like if you did it wearing shorts, like as opposed to pants, would you be funnier in shorts than you are in pants? I don't think it affects material. It just affects how the other comedians see you that day. <laughs> <laughs> how much they make fun of you. But not women, obviously. Women can wear skirts and shorts or whatever. It's the men who look bad when they wear shorts. <laughs> yeah. There is a certain level, like, you kind of look like you're giving up a little bit. Like, you're not trying anymore when you do comedy as a man in shorts. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're not making the effort anymore. Yeah, yeah. Men look schlubby in shorts. That's the the issue, I think. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, there's not, like, a lot of, like, um, like, women have, like, dress shorts and, like, all that kind of stuff. And men would mostly just be those, like cargo shorts yeah. <laughs> type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I am your host, Sammy. Pull my finger, Yunan. I didn't mean to, but my conversation with Vancouver comedian Randy Newmeyer started talking about shorts. So, as a result, I'll be keeping this introduction short and sweet because Randy and I have lots to discuss. Her debut comedy album, Bad Baby, is out now. Uh, Being a pervert, but in the best sense of the word. But first, first, we got to talk about our love for the Entourage movie. Is that real love or is that a real joke? There's only one way to find out. I initially wanted to start by asking about this, but we got into the whole shorts conversation. I didn't realize that was going to be a... Uh, a good tangent, a good long tangent. But I do want to start with this, which is that you recently posted on your IG that you still love and respect the Entourage movie. Oh, yeah. Is that <laughs> is that real love or is that a real joke? No, that's real. I I respect and love the Entourage movie. Actually, my friend said he wanted to strangle me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I I do understand why people didn't like the Entourage movie, cause, but it's literally the same thing happens on the show. Something, you know, the stakes are never high mm-hmm. on Entourage. Yeah. Everything ends happy ending, always. Yeah, it always works out. Yeah, exactly. So when it happened in the movie, I was just like, that's Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no high stakes, like, mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> yeah. So. Is there, yeah. is there a particular entourage character that you identify with or that you really dig? I identify with Johnny Drama. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bananas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Johnny Drama? Like, uh, oh, um, I guess, like, I definitely am not a person who, like, like, I will definitely stick up for myself. Like, I just, I think of that scene where he like he he like beats that person's car with like golf clubs. Yes, yeah, on I'm the like, highway. I could do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you identify with any of them? I like uh, Vince and Chase's kind of like cool laid backness. You know what I mean? Like you said, yeah, the, sh- the show always kind of works out. So he's obviously going out and he's making movies and he's talking to people and doing those kind of deals. But at the same time, he's also kind of casual about everything. Like, it'll work out. And I kind of like that. <laughs> Just let it flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the show? Yeah, I like, like the show. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm a movie hater, entourage movie hater. I didn't like the movie at all. I thought it was uh, <laughs> uh, a letdown. That's why I brought it up right away. Because, like, oh, okay, I see where she stands. So let's get into this. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely understand why people hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like it's like I get why people hate Adam Sandler movies now, but I'm like respect the artist. <laughs> <laughs> but with Adam Sandler movies, you kind of already know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? I don't know why people like rate them and review them like like they're like a Christopher Nolan movie or something. You know what I mean? Like you know exactly what you're getting into. With an Adam Sandler movie, there's no surprises. Yeah, exactly. Like people were saying that um, we're like uh, dissing. Was it Hubie Halloween? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I watched it, and I was like, it's okay. It's not one of his worst movies. Mm-hmm. It's like fine, but he does do a voice kind of like his Waterboy character, which I don't know, like. It would be so weird to be making a movie with someone who's just doing that voice all the time, and you really don't know what the end result is yet. Mm. You recently were on a podcast, and you had a a theory, uh, what a man's favorite Adam Sandler movie says about him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I um, I was on Tinder... I've retired since, um, but they I would ask guys what their favorite Adam Sandler movie was to like find out what like what they're like because like I have like this theory that like guys who say um, Mr. Deeds or like The Wedding Singer are like good guys, okay. <laughs> but guys who who say like um, Punch Drunk Love or Uncut Gems they're liars. You know, because (laughs) they've only seen those movies like once and then they say it's their favorite. So that was kind of like my my guess. Yeah. (laughs) My two 
uh, Wedding Singer is obviously a fantastic movie. I think he did a great job, and the soundtrack was amazing. But the mm-hmm. other one I really like and always makes me laugh is Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, that's like, that's definitely everyone, like, that's the most popular film. That's the, and Big Daddy and Happy Gilmore. Those are the two movies that, like, everyone, like, most people say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I do think those ones are top tier. <laughs> so, uh, by according to your theory, then, because I like um, Wedding Singer and I like Happy Gilmore, I'm an okay dude. So I'm a single dude. So I can approach women and say, look, I like Winning Singer. You know what that means, right? And they just wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Except for the Happy Gilmore thing. Um, uh, some guys are secret golf players. They actually like Happy Gilmore because they like golf. They have to watch out for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess uh, you, when you were uh, back on Tinder, golf was another, like, red flag for you? Uh, no. Um, I'm trying to get into basketball. <laughs> like NBA or playing basketball? Uh, like NBA. Okay, and how's that going so There's far? Lot, like, uh, um, it's, it's very hard. <laughs> because you know how, like, you used to be able to go to the bar and watch... Uh, basketball yeah and now you can't it's mm-hmm. just not the same <laughs> yeah well you need that whole chicken wings and you need like the people yelling when somebody kind of bricks it or like there's a big moment and th- stuff like that you need that crowd energy it's really fun yeah i need the men yelling so i know what's important <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's sort of like in a sitcom when you have the laugh track that's your cue like what they just said was the joke that's the funny part so laugh here yeah <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to sum it up, kind of what we've been talking about, you feel that when you re- when you revisit the Entourage movie, that it didn't uh, ruin the party again. Is that correct? What? The Entourage movie. <laughs> you feel that it didn't ruin the Entourage party. Uh, is that correct? Is that no. No. <laughs> the Entourage party? Yeah. The Entourage <laughs> show, yeah. No, I don't think it it ruined anything. Um, Oh, it was kind of, like, weird that they made a movie that was literally just, like, the finale of the TV show. (laughs) 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 Like, they didn't need to make that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have the same feelings with the Sex and the City shows and, like, the movies? Um, I think, okay, I do like the first movie, which... Because, like, all, it's very dramatic at the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Have no, you? I've not seen the show or the movie, so I'm going to nod here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, in the first movie, Carrie's supposed to get married to Mr. Big, and he doesn't show up, and then he does show up, and she, like, hits him with a giant bouquet of flowers. Um, <laughs> but, like, that that whole movie was, like, good. Uh, was pretty like much like Sex and the City, but then the second movie they tried to make it really big, and they went to like where did they go? They went to like um, Dubai, and they were like riding camels, and they like sang a weird. They sang this song at karaoke, and it just was like so weird. <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll move on from that. Um, the reason why I asked <laughs> you if you felt the Entourage movie ruined the party is because you actually have a podcast called So You Ruined the Party Again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the title. <laughs> yes, so what <laughs> is it about, about and what's the hook for it? It's um, it's basically like what like a time because like me and Bobby, Bobby quit drinking. Um, so that tells a story, but um, it's like uh, so we've ruined a lot of parties, but now we don't ruin parties, so we're just kind of like um, atoning for it, and then we like inv- invite uh, comedians on, and then they tell stories about how they ruined a party or they like witness someone ruin a party. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so far we've covered. Adam Sandler and your theory on Adam Sandler movies and we've covered the Entourage movie and we covered Sex in the City uh, but strangely enough like on your website there's a photo of you performing stand-up and you're wearing a Dane Cook yes. t-shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> w- why are you wearing like Dane Cook and not like Keanu Reeves oh I actually do have a Keanu Reeves shirt um, <laughs> I, uh, my friend actually gave me that shirt Someone gave her that shirt, and then she was like, I don't want this, so she <laughs> gave it to me. And I wear it in a non-ironic way and also in an ironic way. Like, because, like, I do like Dane Cook's stand-up. Like, when he first came out, he was really funny. Like, we all liked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we hate on him. Yeah. But, um, so I am wearing it as a fan and also ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somewhere along the re- Retaliation album, he started kind of to fade a little bit. Uh, like you said, the first couple of years were, like, really solid. And then I think he just got either, mm-hmm. like, too big or too lazy or too something. And it just was, like, it just stopped being funny after a certain point. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that once a celebrity gets, like, too popular, people just decide they hate them. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, and I did listen to, like, his... um. I think I listened to all his albums, but his one album was, like, kind of sad because, like, his, both his parents died in the same year and then his brother stole his money. So <laughs> I do feel um, empathy for Dane Cook. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Dane Cook? I've seen him live twice, actually. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I've gotten out. But, yeah, like I said, and even as you were saying, too, like, the first couple albums are really solid, and there's some really great bits. The Speak and Spell and these kind of things. Uh, those bits are really solid. And then as you kind of go along further, it's just, there's something, I don't know, it's just, it's just sadness at that point, like you said. And it's just not funny anymore. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, you're talking about, like, somebody ruining the party. <laughs> I feel like Dane Cook ruined his own party a little bit, too. And you just, like, because you go, and you're, like, listen to some of the jokes, and, like, I don't want to be here. I want to get my jacket. Where's my jacket? I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's kind of weird when he was doing, was it Madison Square Garden, The Vicious Circle? Yeah. And he's just doing stand-up in a circle. And, like, sometimes there weren't even punchlines. It was, it's just, like, act-outs and, I don't know. I don't know. When there's too many act-outs, I'm like, is it really stand-up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How are you, How do you work on your material, like? You have a lot of like personal stuff on uh, your debut album, Bad Baby. Like it's not necessarily like your classic 
comedy bits. It's very kind of very uh, relatable, very personal stories. And you, even at certain points, you're kind of also making fun of yourself. So how do you work out your material? Um, I don't know. I think like um, a lot of the time, uh, like this is rare though, but like jokes just like come to my head. But I don't know yet. Yeah, everything's mostly based on something that's happened to me. So like, like it's all based in reality, you know, and then just made sillier or darker you know what I mean I don't know I don't know how my writing is like I I think it just like comes to me which is why it takes me so long to write something yeah so I have been trying to write more in um since we're uh not really doing shows a lot and what you're writing yeah yeah (laughs) I'm here I'm here I was like, did I cut out? Because I'm on Freedom Mobile, the worst network. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but so what you're writing, is it just as personal as like what we hear on like Bad Baby? Because on Bad Baby, uh, you're making like diva cup jokes. Uh, you talk about good nights and like peeing in your sleep at night, like on sleepovers, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, these are kind of like really personal topics or moments. And so what, it, what yeah. you're writing now, is it kind of still in a similar vein or are you going in a different direction? I think kind of in a similar vein, like, I like taking things that I, like, I used to be, like, really ashamed that I peed the bed, but then I, I made a joke about it, and now I'm like, oh, I don't care if anyone knows that or anything. Like, I, I have a new joke about, like, <laughs> it's gonna sound dumb, but it's, like, about growing a bush, but... <laughs> It's uh, it's my favorite new joke that I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, like another one was like kind of similar to that, like to your your new Bush joke, like uh, this track five, right, which is boobs and climate change. That's the name of the track, right? And you joke about your big naturals. Um, oh yeah. Right, and like your padded bra. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that you kind of make those jokes and stuff yeah. like that. Is there anything that's kind of like particularly like? off limits then or like you feel like you know when you're thinking about it or writing it down as you're saying now you're like no that's like too far i can't talk about that or whatever i'm not comfortable talking about that or is it kind of like your challenge to kind of go down that road and see what you can make fun of um i don't know if i necessarily have off limits things like like there's things i know though that audiences will groan at or like i live in vancouver so (laughs) you know but um there's a lot of groaners here so like there's definitely things I did when I first started that I would not joke about now like obviously the the number one uh kind of joke that uh people hate the r word I would not do that though I could Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah but I don't really have a, a limit but I'm trying to be more silly than dark with my material than I used to be. Yeah. And what about like, um, I don't know what the word is or how to even phrase it. What about like being a pervert then? But pervert in the best sense of the word though. Like, cause you have fun <laughs> <laughs> with like uh, sexual material and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's what I mean by pervert in the best sense. Like you're very fun and playful, as you just said, uh, with the material. And is that another way to kind of like take things that are kind of private or trying to like kind of done in the dark, quote unquote, done in the dark and kind of like uh, inject them with some playfulness? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I have no qualms about being a pervert or <laughs> see pervert in the best sense of the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I used to have a joke about bulge porn. <laughs> about which porn? But I, I, bulge porn? Have you ever heard of this? No. What is this? Tell me. It's it's literally just a man's bulge in his pants. Okay. And there's like porn. For, but it's like made for like gay men. Oh, like, okay. yeah. I don't think women are supposed to be watching this. But yeah. I had a joke about it. But I it was so long ago that I like I wish I could remember what it was. But mm-hmm. it was. Um, one of, it was funny though because when I would tell it, women would be like, "What? There's bulge porn," and they would literally like Google it while I was on stage. <laughs> You're making the world better with your comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned too on your IG that when you recorded this, uh, when you recorded "Bad Baby." One of the people that you gave mm-hmm. a shout out was for Stuart Jones, um, who also just had a comedy album by the slice. His debut album just came out recently. Uh, you thank him in the notes, uh, like or for giving you notes after your first set. Do you remember when and where your first set was? Oh, this was I. This is when I recorded it. I recorded the album at um, Little Mountain Gallery, and he watched uh, the first show and like pointed out where. I had forgotten to do certain punchlines. Like, I forgot my own jokes, but he remembered. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> so point. I was like, yeah, so I was like, oh, thank, thank God you were there. Mm-hmm. I'm really dumb for forgetting that. And it was like an important punchline. I can't remember. I think it was on, like, a my Diva Cup joke. But, um, yeah, I'm glad he was there. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back just briefly to the um, track five, the the boobs and climate change, because one of the jokes you had was like um, your biggest padded bra and you were proud of it. Do you believe in lucky underwear or do you just believe that that's an urban myth? In lucky underwear? Yeah. Some comics really believe in like lucky mm. underwear and they will like when there's a big show or big taping or something like this uh, or they go into a big audition, uh, we'll have lucky underwear. Hmm. I guess not. You don't believe in that. I- no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, do they not wash them, or what? what is happening I'm not there? sure how, or um, that probably would require an 80s movie of some kind to tell you how the underwear would become lucky. Uh, but, yeah, like, I know a couple <laughs> of comics uh, who, like I said, when they have a big taping or they're going to perform on a TV show or go to an audition or whatever, they have uh, lucky underwear. And I'm not sure what necessarily makes the underwear lucky or how it works or, like, how it makes the material better um, or the performance better, but that's what they swear. And it seems to work, and they, it opens doors for them, or they get the they go to an audition, and they get the job. And so it's like, there you go, those blue boxers every time, like, lucky underwear. Oh, I've, I've never heard of any other comics in that, like, being like they got their lucky whatever 
That's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> is that going to be your next yeah, investigative report now? Is that going to be your next investigative report now? <laughs> well, maybe. Um, maybe something about underwear. Actually, some a woman commented on my blog that my next investigative reporting should be on bras. And I was like, I don't have any boobs, so I buy one bra like every five years. So <laughs> I can't write this. <laughs> Yeah. You did mention, though, uh, having a time machine on uh, Bad Baby. If you could travel back in time, was there any particular stand-up comic you would go and see? Hmm. Um, this probably sounds weird, but <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Why? That's a good one. He gets no respect. Yeah, well, I guess so. It's just like, um, I used to watch his movies when I was a kid, and I loved him, like Ladybugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, see, have you seen Ladybugs? Yeah. And Back to School? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that uh, Rodney Dangerfield kind of was the pre-Adam Sandler, like he was the Adam Sandler for his day in terms of the movies he made? I guess, like, a little bit. Like, hmm. Yeah, I guess kind of, though. I feel like they were making movies at the same time, like just starting to make movies at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So, like, Adam Sandler is just so much more, like, um, like, I, I, it's weird to say this, but Adam Sandler takes risks. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's weird to talk about Adam Sandler in like an uh, a serious way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, he does. Because mm-hmm. like I just rewatched The Water Boy, mm-hmm. and he's and he's doing that accent, and like no one knew what was gonna come of that. You know, like people could have been like, "Ugh, this is terrible." You know, but people love Waterboy. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big Daddy was another example where, like, he's always done that kind of the Billy Madison thing, right? Where he's been kind of rogue and kind of immature and childish and whatever. And Big Daddy kind of forced people to look at him as an older person, like as a grown-up who can handle a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, it changes his image and the way people look at him. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I also think, like... um Wedding Singer, because the first two movies that came out were Happy Gilmore and then um, Billy Madison, which are both about, like, kind of an immature guy who, like, you know, learns something by the end. But um, Wedding Singer is more just, like, uh, an adult person who's, like, going through problems. Like, it's different from those other films. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a yeah. romantic comedy, so he's kind of like a leading man in a sense, right? This is something you would expect yeah. to see Hugh, Hugh Grant or like, I don't know, like a good-looking actor, <laughs> Richard Gere or somebody like back in the day, right, to do these kind of roles. Yeah, he should do more romantic comedies. I think he's good at them. There's a number of women who've starred with um, him in his movies, right? Like Drew Barrymore has done a few of them, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Selma Hayek has done a couple of the grown-ups. Do you have a favorite Adam Sandler woman? Hmm, I was actually thinking about this because in um, Hubie Halloween, um, what's her name, uh, came back 
as his love interest. Yeah, uh, the blonde was, girl. I can't remember her name too. Yeah, know. and I was like, oh, I haven't. She hasn't been in, like a movie with him in forever. Mm-hmm. But probably, I love um. So Mr. Deeds is one of my favorites, and I do love uh, Winona Ryder. Oh yeah. But also, of course, the the OG Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. They're, they're a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? I like uh, Selma Hayek, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, the grown-up movies were not necessarily the best movies either, especially that second one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like um, there there's a way there's like um like not just a like a tone and a way that she's kind of like she kind of knows that out of seven billion people on the planet, she married an idiot. So every time she talks to him, yeah. she, she kind of has that tone, and she does it really well, and it cracks me up every time. Like she talks to him like a child, but just like this is my man. Like so, she's still like proud of him, but she knows he, she married an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's how all women have to be when they marry someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you said you recently retired from Tinder, though, right? Because uh, you do make jokes on uh, Bad Baby about signing up for OkCupid, for example. So I guess that means you are, uh, you've given up on online dating or you found someone? No, I, I just I just was like, I can't do this anymore. It's it's so terrible. There's <laughs> not a lot out there. Like, yeah, it was just like I kept trying to go on, um, like, dates this summer. And every time it was just like. I this person's terrible. Like one guy was one of those um devil's advocate people. Oh. And and like everything I said he like challenged and I was just like, Can we just have a nice conversation? <laughs> you know? And then I said I said, Oh, you're one of those devil's advocate people. I hate those people <laughs> And he just went, oh, I'm not and then proceeded to challenge me on everything for the rest of the date so just things like that you know yeah it can i can imagine (laughs) it would be exhausting because yeah i mean like i said there's not always going to be a lot of quality uh in the in like the places you look you're looking at like okay cupid and tinder for example right yeah plus i feel like people are lying about their looks you know, like they're putting up these pictures of them from like an angle, like a side angle where you can't actually see what their face looks like. Mm-hmm. And then, or you like, they're they're putting on some sort of persona in their picture. And then when you meet them in public, you're like, oh, you're nothing like what your photo made me think you were, you know? Yeah, it's like when you watch a movie trailer, right? You're like, oh, this movie looks like it's going to be so funny. And then you go there, and there's only like two minutes of laughs, and everyone else is like dying of cancer, and it's like a terrible movie. The trailer lets you down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do think though that like instead of going on just a a face to face date, dates should have like a screener phone call first. You know, mm-hmm. like you you have to talk to the person on the phone first, find out like if their voice is right. You know how when you you talk to someone like you end up going on a date with someone and their voice is just off and you're like i i'm not into this as soon as you like talk to them you're talking about like a hubie halloween voice <laughs> or is that hot for you no 
that could be hot for you too because <laughs> he scored at the end of that movie, right? I know we're giving away spoiler. He did. He did score. <laughs> yeah. So the voice works for him. So for that girl in the movie, she's like, oh yeah. But like, I don't know about you in real life. Like, would that like is that what you're looking for? Or is there a particular Adam Sandler voice that you find uh, kind of appealing or hot? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe like Adam Sandler's regular voice. That'd be good. Yeah. I did go on a date with a guy who, when I got there, I was just like, oh no. (laughs) Because of the voice or because of the looks? Uh, The voice. Just like the the way he like said, like not even just his voice, just like his cadence, you know? Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, this is a beta. You must have been so upset you put on the good shorts for that. <laughs> I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you get this shorts info? <laughs> In an interview is kind of like a day, right? We're like, I got to find some things to talk yeah. to you about, right? Like, we can't just, like, you know. Have you been snooping my Twitter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, is there anything bad in there, or, like... No, not really. Um, no, I don't really post anything bad. I do like going, um, you can, like, put in a word search in a Twitter and just, like, check your your account for all the times you said this word. Mm-hmm. That's how I found those entourage tweets. I was just like, entourage? <laughs> <laughs> well... We can go full circle now because now we started with Entourage and we can end with Entourage. And we were talking mm-hmm. about your Twitter account. Uh, so where can people find you online to talk about Entourage or uh, Bad Baby <laughs> or uh, Adam Sandler movies or horrible dates with weird voices? Well, I sound like such a bro. Um, <laughs> I'm a bro. Uh, but, um, uh, my, uh, my Twitter and my Instagram are... Randy Noodle, that's Randy with two E's, and a noodle with two O's. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a link tree on both those accounts to check out my podcast, my blog, my website. Mm -hmm. Is it weird? Mm -hmm. I know it's not your choice because of the pandemic, but when your your debut album's coming out October 26th, uh, Bad Baby, but is it weird that you can't kind of tour it or do performances for it? Or like, are comedy clubs open in Vancouver? Or are they closed? Or uh, we actually lost um, our comedy clubs. Like, um, so the mix shut down last fall, mm-hmm. and um, Yuck Yuck might not. Yuck Yucks doesn't know what's happening right now. Like, they're not sure because their building got bought. Oh no! So now we don't have a Yuck Yucks right now either. But um, there's, like, a few shows still going on. Like, we have uh, the Comedy Basement, which is downtown, and then there's, like, Little Mound Gallery, which still has jokes plays. So there's, like, a few shows to do. Mm-hmm. But but no touring, right? <laughs> yeah. So you won't be packing up your shorts anytime soon. Yeah, I won't. I won't get to. <laughs> I'm sorry about but that. But hopefully soon. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, so the comedy album, your comedy debut album, Way to Go, is uh, Bad Baby, and it'll be out October 26th, and uh, that's exciting. If I'm not sure if we can... Ha- what do you do to celebrate something that's really good in your life? Do you high-five, or do you fist bump, 
or do you do like chest bump or like what do you what's your physical celebration when it's something really good hmm wow i don't know maybe like um like judd nelson in the end of uh the breakfast club (laughs) a sky punch yeah sky punch (laughs) there you go so even though this is just a podcast we'll have to pretend that you just did a sky punch and everything is exciting so thank you so much uh randy uh for hanging out uh we covered quite a bit we covered uh, adam sandler we covered dane cook you're writing new material about your bush and uh the album's bad baby <laughs> and shorts i forgot the shorts is that about it we covered everything yeah 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 thanks for having me mm-hmm. <laughs> so you did it all Good job. Good sleuthing. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hanging out in the background there on your Twitter account and your IG. So like a, like I'm Batman in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. Well, okay, great. <laughs> Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bowen. Julie Bowen. That's the blonde girl from Hubie Halloween that Randy and I could not name. Uh, I think it's that quarantine kind of sludge of uh, how every day is the same now. My name is Sammy Yunan. That name I did remember. And that was Vancouver comedian Randy Newmeyer. As for Hubie Halloween, it's dumb. If you successfully completed grade two, you're overqualified for that movie. But there's a butt as big as your mom's. It's funny, dumb funny, but I laughed hard at certain scenes. Look, it's an Adam Sandler movie, and I don't know, there's something wonderfully lowbrow about all the shenanigans that give it the charm. Adam Sandler often has heart, and he has joy. Both are clearly on display in Hubie Halloween, so it, I don't know, it just, it just works. As for Randy, her comedy album debut, Bad Baby, is out now. And, like an Adam Sandler movie, if you're in the right mood, you'll have a good time. The media release I got says she has a dark vulnerability, which makes her sound like Batman. Unlike Batman, she is not operating in the shadows. Her comedy album can be found in the usual joints like Spotify. As for me, well, I operate in the light to promote the light as my pal Sammy on Twitter, Facebook, and IG. All three are my pal Sammy. Please, feel free to follow me because... Even though I'm not a 16-year-old girl, having followers is important and makes me feel good, like an Egyptian James Brown. Thanks so much for listening to me in a Netflix world. Jokes, yo.